It takes ten minutes for Jonah to pull into the parking lot of an abandoned warehouse. I stopped half a mile away when the road ended, and now I'm walking. I know this is wrong, so very wrong, but I'm worried. And I'm even more worried now, knowing he's meeting this mysterious person in the middle of nowhere. We're in the slums, one of the worst parts of Atlanta. It's the ghetto. There's so much crime here that it's not even safe for children to walk outside their homes anymore. It's dangerous. And I'm frightened. My instincts tell me to get back into my car and drive away like the wind, but my heart is telling me to stick around, follow my brother, and make sure he'll be okay. As I get closer and hear voices, my heart rattles in my chest. I stop walking immediately, rushing to the side of the building. Peeking over, I see Jonah standing in front of a silver Mercedes. His hands are in his pockets. His body seems lax, but his face reveals all his worry. I peek over a little more and spot Ace standing behind him, as casual as he was earlier. Not a trace of a smile is on his lips. His face is firm, solid. One of his hands is in his front pockets. In the other is a joint. He brings it to his lips, takes a long pull, and then drops it, stepping on the butt with the tip of his black dress shoe. As he releases a puff of smoke, he steps to Jonah's side and caps his shoulder. He tells him something, and Jonah shrugs. I realize the Mercedes belongs to Ace. No one else is around. Several seconds later, three SUVs pull up to them. I gasp as the men jump out of the trucks immediately, guns in hand. I notice all of them have a tattoo on their wrists. A snake? An eel? I'm not sure. I leap back, hoping I don't get caught. I don't want to look anymore, so I just listen. They were supposed to be here today, no? I hear a man ask. His voice is raspy, thick. It doesn't belong to Jonah or Ace. Yes, today, but see, I told my men that my baby sister was graduating today. I had a long day, just wanted to see her happy. I assure you they'll be here tomorrow morning. That's Jonah's voice, firm, not wavering. Good, because tomorrow afternoon is too late. I'll be heading back to Brazil, and I need them before I go. You can understand that, eh? This time, Ace speaks up. Already made the calls. They'll be shipping them from New York along with the blow. Should be here in the morning. No need to worry. He sounds even more confident. Good, because if they aren't here by tomorrow morning, I may have to take action, and we don't want that. That sounded like a threat. My eyes expand with terror. Ace says, No man, not at all. With nothing but fluidity in his voice, it's like he's done this a million times before. He isn't afraid of anything. Jonah, on the other hand, has been fairly silent. There's silence between them, and from here I can feel the tension building. It's suffocating me. I have to breathe. I have to get away. I rush away from the side of the building, heading back to my car. I avoid the car lights, hoping I don't get spotted. Once I make it inside, I lock my doors behind me, crank it up, and speed away. What in the fuck is going on? Jonah must be out of his damned mind. That had nothing to do with watches. Nothing. It seemed bad. Wrong. Something Jonah shouldn't be in. 
When I get home, I take a quick shower, brush my teeth, and climb into bed. I don't want to talk to him. My head is full of questions, full of confusion. I know if I stick around Jonah, if I see his face for too long, I'll start asking. I don't want to ask. What he's doing is none of my business, but I'm worried about his safety. Whatever he's selling those men must be how he's making so much money, how he bought me that car and paid it off. Damn it, Jonah, I hiss into the...